Going Linux episode 382, Switching from Windows and Upgrading to Linux, Part 3. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Switching from Windows and Upgrading to Linux, part three of our series. Hi, Bill. Hey, Larry. How are you? Uh, I actually have a weekend off, which has been strange. <laughs> yeah, it's, been it's good to have you back on the podcast again. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been I've been working every weekend for like past, what, two, three months. So it's nice mm-hmm. to actually not uh, have to work and connect to record a podcast. So thanks again for covering for me while I was away. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. I'm just glad to have some help, and you've done a lot of work putting this episode together, so I'm looking forward to doing the easy part, which is recording the audio. <laughs> but, then, but then you have to uh, make me sound good by doing all the editing, so, you know, you, you kind of get – I'm going to get make you work some way. But yeah, it's all right. Anyway, I uh, hope your um, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, that's for us over here in the states. We had our Thanksgiving, and some of us got mm-hmm. snow and stuff. So that's the weather report. So that's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, everything is is wonderful, and you know I've been doing Linuxy stuff and non Linuxy stuff, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been very productive. A few weeks, uh, both work-wise and for the podcast. So we're we're doing great. I'm I'm working on the next revision of the book, edition three uh, of Ubuntu Mate and its applications, and that should be out in time for the long-term support release, twenty oh four in April. And you know it will be chock full of new features and new things that they're doing for 2004 and uh, looking forward to getting that completed sometime soon. Well, certainly between now and April, for sure. Wow. So in other words, uh, you've been busy, but I've been a little bit busy. Yeah. What have you been doing? I've been doing a, li- a little bit of Linuxy stuff. Uh, right now, uh, I'm uh, Running the Linux Mint 1903 uh, beta on my main machine and uh, helping them beta test it, and it's been really, really good. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just everything's just worked out of the box. There was um, there wasn't anything I can really, you know, I haven't really found anything. I haven't found anything. Uh, they've really polished it up, so I'm very pleased. And uh, I was very happy when they said, oh, by the way, you can, w- when they finally make it a final, you can just upgrade. So I, I think I'm going to leave Linux Mint uh, 1903 on this. Um, I got everything set up now, and it's running great. And So great job, Clemming uh, Gang. And uh, if I find a bug, which you know, I'm kind of hard-pressed to do uh, – there's nothing that I see to report, but I'll keep testing it. And then 
Uh, I threw uh, elementary OS uh, Hera, their latest version, on my test machine. And uh, that was the first actually time that I I got to uh, uh, look at it. And uh, elementary is 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 unique. It's pretty, but uh, it's it's a very uh, privacy centered distro. And they um, they want you to install, from what I can gather from my short time, I run it for only a few days because I just wanted to see mm -hmm. what it looked like. Because I've uh, my my main machine for some reason doesn't like. Uh, I guess the Pantheon desktop or whatever, and I just didn't have time to, to so I just do it on the test machine, which runs everything. And uh, it, it was fast, but they want you to install everything with flat packs and from their curated um, store. And they mm -hmm. have something called side loads and that you can put flat packs and stuff. So it's they they've done a lot of work. It's very polished and uh, they didn't change the base. Everyone seems you know to be using the rock solid Ubuntu, you know eighteen oh four. So um, I'm sure once the new LTS comes out and they have time to you know you know make the changes, then they'll in, in, uh, issue a new version. But you know I think the eighteen oh four is what supported the 2023. So, you know, it's, it's really good to see they got that rock solid Ubuntu base, but then, uh, they can continue making it look fresh and, you know, adding things to it. So that's always good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have finally, um, my main machine hates arch and I just had to finally see what all this arch was about. So I threw Manjuro, uh, Linux on it, on the test machine. Um, okay, and it run. It, it was the XFCE version, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, it just felt very foreign to me, and it didn't really work with my way. I like to work. You know, I guess I'm too used to being able to use Synaptic and stuff. So it just wasn't for me. I, the uh, Pac-Man didn't seem to like me very much. I kept throwing uh, errors once in a while. Because Manjaro is a rolling release, there's always lots of uh -huh. updates. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. So, uh, other than that, I, I tested out on the on my test machine the um, Zorn uh, Light uh, 15 that they had released just a couple weeks ago, and it ran very very fast. It's XFC, but it's customized. Uh, so if you have an old system, I think that would uh, bring it back to life. But a lot of the systems, as far you know, the operating systems that I, I was testing, I think all of them would run uh, run on uh, fairly well. But uh, the light was very, very stripped down, and but it still looked nice. It still looked nice. Okay. Yeah. But so stripped down in terms of the number of application packages it offers. Yeah, applications. It's, you could still install things yeah. from you know the Synaptic and stuff. They they made some choices for some lighter versions on it. So you know, so if you do have a really really uh, old system that you just want to repurpose for whatever, um, you try. Um, uh, Zorin Light, the new 15 that they just released. I think uh, you might be pleasantly surprised. And but that is about all I've done. I've just been, um, you know, kind of being lazy and letting uh, Linux Mint handle my day-to-day -day nah. work, and uh, I just can't be bothered to change it. So I'm just going to let it sit there. When I want to test something, I'll throw it on test machine. I just got too much already installed on this on my Mint install to want to do it again 
that kind of brings me to um, Martin Wimpress. Uh, he made some comments uh, on Ubuntu podcast. Yeah, and for for people who don't know, Martin Wimpress is the original creator of uh, Ubuntu Mate and is now the desktop uh, manager <laughs> for Ubuntu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin still maintains uh, Ubuntu Mate. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. yes. that's his, that's his passion. And, uh, he, he made a, uh, comment, uh, about distro hoppers being the worst. And, I I had to listen to it because, you know, I, uh, distro hop a, a lot, but after listening to Martin and the discussion on the Ubuntu podcast and with the other hosts, I have to say, um, one, I, I took a few things away. Martin um, is brilliant, and two, because of what he said, I'm changing some of my processes. Uh, and basically, the whole gist of the conversation was that it's not bad to look at the other distros. You know, find one that works for you, but don't jump off that distro when it has a small uh, bug or bugs. There, you should. Uh, go ahead and submit a bug report and uh, he gave some links to where you can learn how to do that and stuff because th a lot of the feedback was that they just didn't know how but he, he made a point saying look the developer spent lots of time developing this software uh, that you get for free and you're kind of doing them a disservice if you know you see a bug and you don't um, let them know about it. It might be, it might not be a bug, but you know, he he gave a bunch of resources on how to report it. You know, where to ask, say, hey, I'm having this problem. Is this meant to do this, or should I go ahead and submit it? And then basically, it's just being a good open source citizen. I think was what the whole thing come out to. And you know, Martin wasn't saying, hey, if you don't like it. As far as you don't like this version of Linux you're running, you know, by all means, check out others. Find one that you like and then contribute. You don't have to be a coder. You know, you can answer tech questions or you can help with documentation. He said, you know, just give back because in the long run, the more help they have, the better the software we get. And uh, I was listening to the latest uh, of their latest podcast and you know they had a bunch of feedback and you know some people understood what what they're coming from some people thought they were doing it for clickbait but no it was an honest discussion and it was a very respectful i mean the title was kind of funny you know but uh because of that uh, martin um martin's comments and you know i think alan pope was on it um i've i've changed my processes um i still have okay. my test machine i'll test you know, be testing, but um, I finally said, okay, I'm just going to put Linux Mint on mine, and I will contribute. That's why I'm doing the beta testing for them, uh, along with probably thousands of other people, just to make it better because it works really well. And you know, you you uh, I would have to say are not the super duper distro hopper. You've been on Ubuntu Mate for <laughs> anything but. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of, I, I've kind of got to the point of saying, okay, I'm wasting too much time. You know, I, I have to test 
distros. So I've got a test machine now to do that. I need to stop nuking paving and restoring from backups and stuff. I just need to settle on one and uh, that it just works. It, you know, I can get my stuff done and uh, can kind of go from there. So I'm kind of moving toward what you are as for Ubuntu Mate. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. on Linux Mint uh, just because I think that it's a really good uh, Linux distro. They do a lot of good work. Uh, I know um, uh, Zorn is good too. Um, I mean, it's good to have more than one choice. I mean, you, you, the, the uh, elementary OS is another good one that you know if you have an old uh, an older person that just checks email and they they don't really care about different applications and having you know they just want to be able to send uh, pictures of their grandchildren they just want to you know do their online banking they just want to read the news they just want to watch some YouTube videos or watch uh, Netflix or whatever that you can set it up and it's pretty much going to work without any issues and that's kind of what our whole podcast is about is here's you know three four good ones and you can just you know use these and uh until you you know decide that you want something else so yeah that's we right. try to ju- a jump a jumping off point so martin made it some very good points and after listening about it, i'm like you know what he's right he's right mm-hmm. that you should pick one, uh, and you shouldn't jump ship immediately if you don't uh, like something. You should, you know, work to change it, or say talk to people and say, "Do you know how to fix this?" It might be a simple fix. Uh, they were they were talking, you know, about uh, sometimes it's it's just a matter of uh, of a one line command and it fixes it, or one character in in one case. So. Uh, I think that was the, what they were trying to say is, look, you know, developers are doing all their work. Uh, you know, if you see a problem, you know, let us know about it so we can fix it. And uh, this is how you can comment, you know, and uh, this is how you can submit. So if you get a chance, I would suggest listen through the last couple ones and you'll kind of see the way that kind of went. But, yeah, he made a point to the point of thinking, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I've been guilty mm-hmm. of that a few times myself. Larry, on the other hand, now he's been on Ubuntu Mate from what uh, years? <laughs> yeah, for years. It's it's been years, and you know, obviously, that has led to me helping to write the help system that's built into the operating system and writing at least a couple of books on it, uh, and you know, that kind of longevity with an operating system gives you a little bit of insight into some things that you don't see when you're just hopping between distributions. Mm -hmm. And even though this long-term support release that's coming up is really, really rock solid, I have it, uh, the, um, the, the daily updates installed on one of my test VMs, virtual machines. And, um, I'm using it on occasion, I haven't found very much that needs some tweaking. And of course, they are, at this point, making sure that everything is good, solid quality so that as people uh, use the new long-term support release, they can build other distributions on it. They can rely on it that it's going to be good and solid for a large number of years. 
And I think they've certainly achieved that across all of the Ubuntu flavors. And certainly for Ubuntu Mate, they have, have done that for sure. So by the time yeah. April rolls around and they actually release it, we're going to have an impressive, good, rock-solid distribution that we can recommend to people. Uh, and it's it's been a lot of fun contributing back in the way that I have, and I I really enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they do good work, and you know, just just goes without saying. All this um, is made possible by the work of the uh, the engineers at Canonical, the makers of Ubuntu. So you know, they do a lot of work, and uh, you know, as soon as you know these the other flavors and other distributions, but without Ubuntu and Canonical, uh, a lot of this that we are experiencing, you know, it seems to get better and better all the time. Um, wouldn't be possible. Yeah, and the same can be said for Debian, which Ubuntu oh, is yeah. based on. You know, uh, it's yeah. all built on the work that other people have done, and that's kind of the open source model. And I think that's why it's important to you know contribute to your in whatever way, whether it be money, time, documentation, you know, I, I, I think it's just being a good open source uh, citizen. Yeah, money, time, documentation, or even just giving some feedback on what's working and what's not. Yeah, yeah. buy, buy the developers a beer once in a while. It keeps them happy. Uh, beer and pizza. So <laughs> this is our part three and the final part of our switching from – Windows and upgrading to Linux. We hope that you've been enjoying the series and have and been having fun with this adventure. Today, we're just going to go over some of the additional steps on how to get your system updated, get some applications installed, and how to customize your uh, system to make it truly yours. Right. So we've talked about the general description of... Linux and installing it and why you would want to and the feedback we've gotten from Windows and Mac users on why they're not, well, let's just say less than satisfied with the experience that they've had with those particular operating systems and are curious about Linux. And then we've talked a little bit about how to get it installed. So now that you've got it installed, there are some things that you need to do or maybe just that you want to do. And don't worry, they're not hard, and we'll walk you through these steps. You've already done the hard part, quite frankly. So let's get started. After you install, you'll want to get your system updated with the latest security and patches that give you additional new features that have been released since the original file you installed from was created. We assume that you're using an Ubuntu-based system during this episode, but this should work for other systems based on Fedora or OpenSUSE, or it might be called something different or use a slightly different process. For example, repositories may be called Software Center or UAR or Package Library in your distribution. And tools to perform an update could be called Update Manager, Pac-Man, Apt, Yum, Zipper, or Portage, or something else. So even though the terminology may be different, it all works the same under the hood. Most new installs of Linux will prompt you to update your system and will walk you through the process. But if not, you can hit the super key or the Windows key, the one with the the pretty Windows or uh, Mac logo, and type 
update in the search box and you will see a listing on something called software updater or update manager that's the one you want go ahead and click it and it will open up an application that will tell you what updates are available for your system yeah and take a few minutes and look through the list of updates we recommend that you install all of the updates that are listed it's very important to keep your system up to date with any computer operating system whether it's windows linux or mac os by doing this you'll help keep your information and your data safe. Just a note that some Linux versions will have a welcome screen that will walk you through the process, and that's a great way to go through these steps, especially after you first install. Linux Mint and Ubuntu Mate are two that have these kinds of welcome screens, and either way, an updated system is a good system. The next section might or might not apply to you. We want to make sure that you have all the current drivers for your system to make sure it runs the best it can. This applies to users who have NVIDIA video cards. If your system has an AMD or Intel-based video card, then your cards are most likely already supported in the kernel. If you hit the super key, the one that has the Windows logo on it, and type driver in the search box, an application called Driver Manager or something very close to that will appear. Go ahead and select it and take a look to see if you have any recommended drivers for your system. If you're using an NVIDIA system, most of the time it will be using the open source version of that driver for your system. And you can choose to use that one and then you don't have to do anything further. But if you want to install the free closed source driver provided by the makers of your video card, you can select it there. Which one you choose is up to you. There are some people who wish to only use open source drivers and some who who want to have the closed source version. There is some debate around this, but we are not going to weigh in on this. Choose or not, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, so let's define what the kernel is as a refresher. This comes from the Red Hat website. The Linux kernel is the main component of the Linux operating system and is the core interface between the computer's hardware and its processes. It communicates between the two managing resources as efficiently as possible. The kernel is so named because, like a seed inside a hard shell, it exists within the operating system and controls all the major functions of the hardware, whether it's a phone, laptop, server, or any other kind of computer. I'm also going to define a few more terms for you as a refresher. Open source. The term open source refers to something people can modify and share because it's designed is publicly accessible. Closed source. Closed source software can be defined as proprietary software distributed under any license agreement to authorize users with private modification copying, and republishing restrictions. Most versions uh, of Linux will include almost everything that you need to get to work. There is almost always an office suite, a web browser, an image viewer, and a video player. But sometimes you might need something else, and that is where the software manager comes into play. Ubuntu, Ubuntu Mate, and Linux Mint, along with most flavors of Ubuntu, come with a store or a repository that has been curated 
with a number of software to help you in finding the program that you want. You can search through the menus until you find it, but a quicker way is just to hit the super key and just type software, and it should bring it up, and then you can look right through the applications and pick the one that you need. The software manager will install it for you and any packages that are needed to make it work. Right, and another way you can install software is using a program called Synaptic Package Manager, and that's available for most distributions. If you don't find the application program that you're looking for, this will be what you can use to find and install it. This is an easy-to-use graphical uh, application. It will ask you for your system password when it starts up because you're installing software. Then it will let you search and install programs that you find. Another thing you can do is to change the wallpaper on your desktop. Now, this is totally optional, but most people like to have a customized picture on their desktop. There are a few ways you can do this. Some are as easy as right-clicking on the desktop and choose the desktop wallpaper. And some interfaces require you to go to settings and choose appearance, and you'll find it there in the menu somewhere. Speaking of settings, you might want to adjust your power settings again. The super key is your friend. You can press super key and type power into the search box, and that will allow you to change the power settings to your liking. Uh, it works the same way for the sound settings. You can adjust the sound. Also, with the little speaker icon in your program bar, if you don't like the mouse, you have uh, uh, mobility issues, if you hit the super key, it'll bring up the menu. Then you can type... Um, power or you can type settings and it will just open for you. You can also, you know, use the, the little icons, whatever's easier for you. There's multiple ways to do it. Whatever works for you uh, with these settings is best, but uh, you can always uh, use a uh, the super key to kind of get you back to where you need to be. Right. And we've gone through these tips and tricks and ways of doing things fairly quickly, and they're just some of the basics. We certainly are encouraging you to experiment with other settings. Some Linux versions have dark mode and themes you can try, and you can download others. The options for this are endless. You can make Linux work and act just how it best serves you. You can do as little or as much as you want. Let us know what you did to make Linux yours. You can post screenshots into our MeWe forums. You can show your work there. If you have questions on how to do something, feel free to ask our minions. They're always glad to help. We hope that you've enjoyed this series as much as we have enjoyed making it. And we hope that it will help you in using links to get things done. We just gave you the basics. We didn't go into the absolute you know, you can change this toolbar and stuff. We just wanted to make this a fun uh, experience, and we hope that you've enjoyed it. Yeah, and we would be remiss if we didn't thank all of our listeners and all of the developers for all the hard work they do to make Linux and its applications. And without you guys, we would not be here. Thanks, guys. Our next episode will be our traditional listener feedback, and we'll have a year-end review show in early January. So until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
If you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. So new three. Music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.